0: which is why I love publicity. It does help you multiply your message. And so with that, I help people from the messaging to the implementation of getting publicity done, reaching the media so that the media can actually feature you, know about you, and connect to you.
1: hello 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 and welcome back to the show my name is rick nusky this is the my future business show where we get you in front of your best audience and we keep you there now i have to say thank you so very much for your support i'm receiving some wonderful feedback it's inspiring and it's always humbling knowing that the show is making a difference for you now on today's show i'm spending some time with the wonderful jill loveland welcome to the show jill
0: well, thank you. It's a delight to be here.
1: Absolutely. Now, just for context, Jill, I'm going to be sharing that uh, today. Uh, you're actually a four times best-selling author, international speaker and master publicity strategist. And we're going to be talking about your books and your work as a publicity strategist and how to find your voice and be heard. A lot to go through in such a very short amount of time. And I'm very, very sure we can go very deep on all of these topics. Now, before we do any of that, I'd love to uh, learn where you're calling in from today, Jill.
0: I'm in uh, Northern California in the United States.
1: Fantastic! Is that home?
0: It is home for me. Yes, and it's, it's a lovely place to be.
1: Wonderful! I'd love to learn a little bit more about it. What's one of the landmarks there?
0: Oh well, um, by the way, we're a lot we're the sister city. I think I'm pretty sure of Sydney, Australia. Oh, so there it you has- go that kind of feeling. Um, one of the landmarks is the beautiful Golden Gate Bridge. Of course, of course. Still not sure how they built that. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I'm always amazed by engineers, I have to say, just the things that they can do. It's amazing. Now, uh, I'm wondering also, um, when you grew up, was that the same location that you were in?
0: No, I actually grew up in Michigan, a uh, very cold place, which is why I left. I had enough of that. I did go to, to university <laughs> there. And after uni, I went. Okay, that's it. I'm out. And uh, <laughs> enough snow for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Ju, could you tell us a little bit about you growing up, and what was your, what was life like?
0: Um, you know, I, I uh, besides loving to at that moment play in the snow at that time, um, I was kind of a, a shy type. Believe it or not, I know it's funny because I'm <laughs> in the world of publicity, oh, and I. Yes. I think it's a little bit of what drove me here, but uh, I was very shy actually. Although I started young as a as a teacher, which of course I do now through my virtual publicity course and training all over the world, and it didn't you know it didn't start out that way. I was shy, I was scared, I was insecure, like most little little people are. Yes. And, <laughs> and yet um, I had a brother who was mentally ill, so I would teach him, uh, you know, literally literally like classroom style and that was kind of fun and I think it's actually what sparked, if I think about it, my love of teaching.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful feedback. Thank you so very much. We're going to take a deep dive into the core of your work in a, in a moment, but I'd love to learn a little bit more about your background. Uh, do you have any hobbies? What do you like doing?
0: Mm, I love nature. Mm-hmm. I love sunsets. I, I consider myself a bit of a sunset chaser. Um, I have cats, so I love hanging out with them too. They're fun. I love reading. I'm still a reader. You know, yes, actual books,
1: Actual books. not,
0: not on Kindle, not, <laughs> not on my tablet. <laughs> I, I like the touch and feel of books. It's just too, you know, for me, I think it's fun. Yeah, there's some um,
1: tactile nature to it, isn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I personally, I like that. And, you know, I can remember where I am. I like my bookmarks I've collected in all kinds of places throughout the years. Uh, so I'm just uh. I, I do love to read, and I love movies, uh, even more so during this pandemic. I'm almost getting addicted. I'm, I'm getting more, just getting a little concerned about myself, but I do love movies.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What type of movies do you love? Do you like the olden days ones, the new ones, Adventure?
0: I, I, You know, I love all of them. I do love those movies from the 30s. You know, Frank Capra was one of my favorite directors. They just, the dialogue, if you really listen to it, Catherine Hepburn, she was oh, yeah. an amazing you know, totally brave woman, uh, as I think a, a total. Um, what would I call it? Really a front runner, and would still be in front. I might add. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I love those movies, but I also love the. What can I say? Good romantic, you know, the chick flick kind oh, of stuff. Yes, as does my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's they're they're all wonderful, but I have a wide variety. I love I love um, musicals, but more live than mm. actually in movies
1: with Audrey Hepburn when you're talking about a leader I wonder in those formative years as you were growing up who did you look to for inspiration and uh, as you know for ideas and as you were growing up you know we have somebody around us generally that we look to who helps us become the person we are
0: you know honestly uh my my parents Massa menace (laughs) you know they were wonderful loving people but the truth is I was kind of the adult in the family which is odd to say but but true. but true. And um, so, I didn't really have parental role models. I kind of had to figure it out myself, which you know helped me in a way grow up fast, um, become very smart, and and I was really able. And you know, I, obviously, it would be nice to have that kind of role models. But the truth is, I kind of had to forge my own path. As I got into high school, I had more of that. Mm-hmm. And, and then for me, Oprah was one that was always a role model.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I wonder, um, given that you had always been the adult in the family per se, um, from an early age, what sort of uh, daily routine do you have? Did you have to be an early riser? And, has had, and how has many of the earlier days carried over to what you do now in your daily routine?
0: Well, I don't think I was ever an early riser. (laughs) Not exactly my style. Although I did have a a period of time recently where I started getting up like five in the morning. It was wonderful Mm -hmm. while it lasted.
1: (laughs) Um, You ran out of coffee, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly an early riser, but but I always find I like it when I do it. Um, And I would tell you the habits that you know, held me lifelong is a sense of discipline in terms of uh, focus was good. Um, Patience is, is excellent. Mm -hmm. Compassion Mm -hmm. is important. And um, I think I developed a sense of caring. I mean, you know, I had uh, a younger brother that, that I felt strong with. I had two older siblings, Um, but really I was kind of like the, in charge of the house, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, it, it helped develop uh, a strong sense of responsibility and compassion and um, and get it done. You know, I know how to get things done. I, I tend to think and, and operate fairly quickly.
1: There's a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners and the likes on the show who've been listening to those who have walked the path before them, looking for some directions, some ideas, some insights. I'm wondering, do you think it's important to take a um, time away from business and relax a little bit?
0: Absolutely! Are you kidding? Absolutely! Um, you know, usually, I mean, pre-pandemic, I had six weeks of vacation a year that I plan. Meaning, nobody paid me for that time off. In fact, one of them, I went to Australia, New Zealand. Now, sometimes, what I do as an entrepreneur is I combine a little bit of work, so it's a write-off. Yep. So, even when I was in Australia, New Zealand, for instance, I did some training, and then I took the next time of that vacation and just traveled and toured. And that was wonderful. But I absolutely think in a in any given week, yes. I mean, I typically will not work Saturday and Sunday. Somebody just asked me to speak at a Sunday event. And I said, no, because no. Sundays are my, I call them field trip days. I like to just wander about, go wine tasting, go bread. Uh, with this amazing bread bakery, you know, an hour away. I love to go to the ocean and the beach, which mm-hmm. is fairly close. So for me, um, you know, you have to just draw some some boundaries and guidelines. Somebody asked me to be on a 7 a.m. Facebook Live. I mean, as much as i love to, <laughs> some things are just, uh, you know, you have to f- discover where your own boundaries are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You touched on entrepreneurialism a little earlier. I-, I wonder what was your first experience as an entrepreneur? When did you realize you had the spark for it?
0: I was a paper girl.
1: Oh, okay. okay, wait.
0: And I, I think it actually started before that. I was selling Girl Scout cookies.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. I was a Girl Scout, and I won the award for selling the most Girl Scout cookies. That should tell you something. Very good. <laughs> and then, then I became a paper girl, and I remember knocking on someone's door for payment, and they, they, um, they kind of looked at me, and then they looked aside to their wife, and he said, oh, the paper boy's here. Now, I didn't look like a paper boy. Well, of it just course. Put in, Everybody's mind, they were only paper boys, not paper girls.
1: No, not anymore. And
0: my dad used to drive me from house to house. You know, I was. Yeah. Busy
1: and did you used to chuck them out the window as you're driving along?
0: No, I was. I was better than that. I would walk a few houses, get in the car, walk a few more.
1: But... I, I think I've just revealed myself. I did that occasionally when I was really tired after school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm wondering. You know, you've obviously um, done very well for yourself, and I'd love to talk a little bit about risk and chance how important is it to get comfortable uh with risk and taking a chance on yourself and going for your dreams do you think
0: you know honestly i think as an entrepreneur you better be comfortable with risk because the truth is you're gonna take risks, meaning, um, you know, life. Life is a bit of a gamble as an entrepreneur, but you know what? The heck! Like, you could always go back and get a job if you actually need to. Um, but the nice thing about being an entrepreneur is, is in sometimes the risk. And yeah, you got to take some chances and try different programs and try different. Uh, you know, for me, it's been mentors and coaches, and then I'm a mentor and coach, of course, for others. Um, but I, I think it's important to take risks mm-hmm. and, you know, to me, that's the adventure of life. Guess what? If you're working for someone, you're going to do the same. It's just, on um, their, uh, on their dime and, and their yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But, you
0: know, I figure for the time that you're going to invest, um, for me, I'd rather do it on behalf of my own profit as well as sometimes, you know, the, the chance that I might fail too, but that's okay. That's how we learn.
1: That's how we learn. You talked about earlier, Jill, um, being slightly shy. Um, now, you've obviously had to shift your mindset to become the person that you are to actually be able to expose yourself on large scales like you have been. How hard was that? And, and, and are there practical steps that people can go through to improve that?
0: Yeah, it was hard. Okay, so I'll just be straight. It was hard. I Really, mm. I'm a mm. shy person. Not anymore, but I was. Not anymore. And how... Uh, how did that happen? Well, I got myself into personal growth, and that made all the difference because I believe a lot in professional development but also personal development. The truth is we're the same person, right? I'm the same professionally as I am personally, at least in my world, I am mm-hmm. um you know, and yeah, if I'm doing an interview, of course, my energy might be upgraded for a moment. It's maybe not how I would talk to a friend in that kind of conversation. yeah, but um you know and and I do believe in media you have to up level your energy and of course when you're dealing with your clients and when you're training. Um, so I have learned how to do things. I've taken a lot of courses. I invest in myself. I have mentors and coaches. I'm always committed to being the best. Um, and that takes that takes a different focus. That takes investment into oneself both with money and with time, right? And mm. so I've always been willing to do that. That and some good therapy along the way has also helped.
1: <laughs> and now you, as, a, as a teacher yourself, um, do you value ongoing or lifelong learning and how do you learn best, do you think?
0: I am absolutely devoted to ongoing learning. I'm in three masterminds currently. And, you know, it's interesting. I remember giving a speech and Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Who doesn't know? (laughs) Yeah, he's amazing. So he had gone, I don't know, maybe a couple of speakers before me. Mm -hmm. And there I was speaking. I look, you know, through the audience and he's in the back of the room taking notes, listening attentively, which made me slightly nervous. A (laughs) bit. And then I realized, you know, Jack is sitting there taking notes. I mean, he was very accomplished. You know, he's he's sold more than 85 billion books. It's not like Mm. he needed any more. Uh, learning and yet he needed more learning and and to me that was a wonderful example of somebody very successful who's committed to lifelong learning and I've always um, taken that to heart and Mm -hmm. I think that it's important that we all keep growing keep learning because you know if not you just become stagnant and doing the same old same old in in this last year I've done. Three new challenges, I started my first mastermind, publicity mastermind. I mean, I'm doing things that I had never done before.
1: You've touched on something that made me think about humans and what you've learned about your time working with them. What is the one thing do you think over the years that you've learned about humans in, in your line of work?
0: Mm. I think uh, the biggest thing is a little bit of the, about fear. You know, especially in media, um, although, you know, the way I teach it and train people, it's all about getting it done simply and easily. But here's the thing. Most people are afraid somehow to take a first step to um, maybe be known more, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter extrovert or introvert. I'm talking about getting your message out in a way that more people know about you. I think fear or uh, you know, kind of the unknown um, is, is a problem for a lot of people. And listen, I understand we all have our little places that we're afraid, right? But I, I have learned that fear and excitement are actually the same thing. Yeah. And so when I find myself afraid, one of the things, and I hope this is helpful for some of you listening out there, one of the things I will do is I will say, I am so excited. It's the same emotion it's the brain does not know the difference.
1: That's very interesting, isn't it? You wouldn't have known. And this is the psychology of, um, you know, the type of work that you're involved with. It's just fascinating. And I'd love to, if we could, uh, and shift gears and just um, find a little bit about um, your educational background, just to put some context into the conversation we're about to have.
0: Absolutely. So um, I went to I did my undergrad in psychology, cause, and I actually wanted to go to law school. Well, I made it into law school, actually a top 10 law school in San Francisco, which is how I got out here. Mm-hmm. Good excuse. <laughs> and, and then I was in law school, and uh, it wasn't at all, for me, what I anticipated, what I wanted to do. It was very boring for me. It's very linear, and I have a very creative mind, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's hard for a person like me in a very linear structure. So, uh, so I dropped out. And that was much to my father's chagrin, because you got to understand, I was the first one in my, in my family who actually went to university. And um, they were very proud of me, of course. And, and then I went on to go to law school, and now I'm dropping out, my father says to me, Jill, what, you know, what are you going to do? What are you gonna do? I said, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And he <laughs> said, what is it? And how do you spell it? <laughs> uh,
1: I've always struggled. Well,
0: with it. <laughs> I do know how to spell it now, but I am still figuring out, like all of us, what it is, meaning I'm on a journey. But, you know, have I figured out many things about my entrepreneurial journey and what I'm offering people? Absolutely. And, you know, it's a joy and, a, and an honor now to serve others. On that on that journey, is I still you know am also staying in consulting, staying in mentoring, staying in mastermind, so that I keep learning.
1: So, were you at university at, at the same time as you were working, or was it a different time zone or time frame?
0: No, I was still. Um, I I always had a job. Interestingly enough, through university. But what was fascinating in law school, because I was so um, well bored, <laughs> I didn't like the, I didn't like the uh, content, I decided I was going to get a job in the music business. And I worked for some pretty high-level, high-powered music business attorneys who were in charge of groups you would have heard of, like The Grateful Dead and Santana mm-hmm. and Huey Lewis and the News and some amazing groups. And so I was very lucky to get involved quickly and into um, a really good circle fast because that actually led to my new career which was promotion and publicity and then I started in the music business because there I made all the contacts.
1: That's amazing. I I love these stories of the journey you know because at the end of the day. That's really what I think makes the My Future Business Show a bit different, because we're giving you a bit of context, a bit of the journey. Now, I know, I'm not sure that everybody on the call would understand what a public, publicity strategist even does. Would you mind explaining it?
0: Sure. So, um, you know, since I wrote the book, Guerrilla Publicity, mm-hmm. I wanted to give and make it uh, really easy, you know, publicity. So the truth is, no matter what business you're in, no matter how big of a, a business you have, whether it's a one person solo or a few people or, you know, or bigger. Um, the reality is you need to have a clear message and get it out there and know, a, uh, have a clear path for actually reaching the media so that you can multiply your message, which, which is why I love publicity. It does help you multiply your message. And so with that, I help people from the messaging to the Implementation of getting publicity done, reaching the media, so that the media uh, can actually feature you, know about you, and connect to you.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. I um, now I, I'm wondering what sort of um, services that you would take somebody through. What what is the I guess the suite of uh, services?
0: Mm, so, um, well, I do everything from a virtual get it done publicity course, which is on Zoom and live and interactive with me. That's super fun up to a mastermind that people join. Uh, So I have multiple levels of services. I keep it pretty simple though, because one thing I've discovered on in the entrepreneurial journey is just make things simple, you know, Uh, easy yes, which is my publicity course. It's well priced. It's simple. It's great. It's live with me, easy to do up to a little bit more of an investment with my one year mastermind and they're there're some of the same people who end up in both. Uh, so I like to be able to provide, you know, different levels for for people. Mm -hmm. And um and then I have one a program in between so to speak. I call Get Your Darn Publicity Done. And and it's more of a group coaching simple program. So three options, you know? Yep. And it's just simple.
1: Just simple. That's what I like. Every every day I like a little bit of simple in my life. Now Jill, just for the context, um You've been uh, involved uh, in national and international media outlets such as Yahoo Finance, Inc, Forbes, News, Fox, CNBC, NBC, every alphabet, the, every level of the alphabet I think there possibly is. And if, you, if you're on the call and you want to see more about this, you can certainly visit Jill at jillloveland.com and I'll provide those links later. How is it that you got involved with all of these outlets? How does that come about?
0: Well, uh, obviously, being a PR uh, maven, I know Mm -hmm. how to get publicity, which is what I help my clients get. You know, Um, so especially because I have four books out, right? Yes, and we're going to talk
1: about those momentarily.
0: Oh, thank you, but each each book provides a unique opportunity to get more publicity, and then I'll get called on because you know some major news story is happening, and I'll I'll speak about it. Um, But you know, in the journey. And especially like with kindness, the prophet of kindness. Uh, there's something called World Kindness Day in November. So, you know, we do stories around that. You know, that's that's a lot of how that media comes about. Is the same thing I would do with every client, which is, what's the story? What's going to work? And by the way, it's not having a book. Right. Um, but it's you know in, in the profit of kindness case it's about the divided states of America and that became the story that got me on seven Fox News interviews literally in the first week, yes. um and Inc magazine and Forbes magazine talking about kindness in business so that's what I'm talking about is the opportunity to find a story that works that's the power of publicity and generating it so that you have that third power authority who's talking about you and then driving them back to your website.
1: And this is something you and I spoke of um, earlier prior to the call was that we could go so deep and so wide in all of the ways that this could come about and it would be magnificent to be able to do that. But um, given the brevity that we need to extend here, I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit about your four books, The Profit of Kindness, Guerrilla Publicity, uh, Get Notice, Get Referrals and Network Magic. Was it difficult for you to write these books or was it come naturally for you to write?
0: Oh, well, first of all, let me tell you, it takes a village to write a book and multiple villages to promote it. So I had help, uh, some ghostwriting help, Mm -hmm. and that's how I got through it. Because frankly, my joy, my love is working with clients, teaching my virtual publicity courses, speaking and training. That's my joy. So, you know, one thing I'm big on is do what you love to do and Farm out the rest.
1: Absolutely. Can you tell me, is there a relationship between PR and marketing, a direct link?
0: Um, Public relations is marketing, right? Right. Think of marketing like a tree, Mm. and there's the tree trunk, and then different branches. Publicity is one of the branches.
1: Right. Fantastic. That's simplified. I like simple. <laughs> now, I'm wondering, given the, uh, the nature of the world we live in at the moment, have you had to change modalities to more online work at the moment and online presentations and speaking arrangements?
0: Oh absolutely well most of my speaking engagements now are online on zoom which i love even a local one i'm doing tonight i'm not even getting in the car for an hour by the way an hour and a half drive Uh i get to save three hours tonight and just do it on zoom even locally i mean to me the productivity that we're uh for me that that has increased because of not getting on planes and traveling and all the time and Mm. energy that takes just that part, right? Not to mention the deliveries. Um, and I just, I'm so grateful because what it's enabled me to do is sometimes five or six speaking engagements a week. A week. Never could have done that before.
1: No, absolutely. But I know that when you were on actual stage, you've speak, I've spoken with the likes of the incomparable Tony Robbins and many, many other amazing people. Do you feel a little bit intimidated when you're in those sorts of big moments? And how do you manage oh, it? My
0: God yeah well you know listen let me tell you when i walked on stage for tony robbins for example there were probably 600 people in the room and he of course gets them all up and they're giving you a standing (laughs) ovation which is good because then i can catch my breath for a moment (laughs) Um, and of course i was nervous i mean i'm just you know whoa it was scary it was exciting um i remember him giving me a hug and a welcome and i felt like I disappeared into you know he's like a giant right yes <laughs> and it was so much fun and such a great experience and one I would love to repeat every day um, you know and and I've been very blessed to speak on many different stages with people you'd recognize and names you know uh, and what how wonderful is that and then to lead my own you know groups and wonderful um, programs so but you know, like everything, I've I've um, what would I say? I've been consistent and persistent, and I think that's advice I'd give everyone. You know, I I stay in my lane, yep. and I th- I mean, yes, I have four books. They're on slightly different topics, but my main focus is publicity, mm. including I run a an intentional kindness community um, where we come together and give each other kindness. Well, guess what? If you're a kind company or a kind person you're going to have more profits you're going to have more publicity everything ties together
1: it would seem to me that publicity um, has a relationship to each and every industry that it even has ever existed would that be fair
0: i absolutely think so i mean frankly most products have come to pass because of it Um, certainly celebrities use it you know Uh, You'll see movies come out and and guess what? You know, they're on a a publicity tour Um, and the other, you know, music business, of course, relies on it. And the truth is when people go out of the public eye, well, Mm. then you know what happens? They go out of the public eye and you forget about them.
1: Yeah. So is this, this this would obviously then mean that publicity and your efforts towards it as a business owner are almost uh, you know, ongoing, every day you need to be doing some sort of publicity, is that right?
0: Every day, every way, honestly. Um, I think it's really key that you uh, focus on, I call them visibility building activities, and do that at least, mm, I tell you an hour a week. If you do an hour a week, that's 52 weeks mm-hmm. of visibility building activity, imagine this, the power of your name out there and, and it's going to start happening, you're going to see people, you're going to like walk into a room, whether it's a Zoom room or a physical room, people are going to go, I've heard of you somewhere, then you know it's really working, doesn't even matter if they don't even, re- if they don't even know.
1: Yeah, it's that familiarity, isn't it? That's what we're trying to grow towards. Now, this has been such a wonderful call, Jill. Thank you so very much for sharing everything that you have thus far. But I'm wondering if we could uh, shift another gear and talk a little bit about um, your website and what people are going to find on there.
0: Yes, absolutely. So go to JillLublin.com. Lots else in there, JillLublin.com. And um, number one, I got a free gift for you, which is the opportunity to have an action guide, a publicity action guide, fill in the blank, no nonsense, um, more great stuff than what we're talking about, even more than we've uh, been able to touch on today. Mm-hmm. And then wait like a minute and then sign up, come join me for my free publicity masterclass. And you get to ask me questions, and they're very dynamic. So, um, that's an opportunity for a free gift for you by visiting the website. Look Look, forward to joining you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much, Jill, for the opportunity for the uh, My Future Business audience to uh, come along and and join the fun and learn a lot more about publicity. Now, uh, if you want to uh, connect with Jill, you go to lublin uh, Lublin, should I say, dot com. And uh, there's obviously a a number of different pages. You've got the speaking arrangements about Jill Consulting and the list goes on and on. But uh, with all that being said, Jill, I've really, really enjoyed today's call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show today.
0: Thank you, Rick, for having me.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe